Side Hustle Show 214, Become a Master of Productivity, Discipline, and Focus. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where it's all about ideas, action, and results. Now, over the last few years, I've asked thousands of subscribers, what's holding you back? And lack of time and lack of focus are among the most popular responses. Ideas and money are the other ones that I hear most often, but time and focus are really universal challenges for side hustlers and entrepreneurs, myself included. I don't think there's ever been a time when I was like, you know what? There are just too many hours today and I didn't have enough to do. Now, for that reason, Productivity is a topic we continue to return to because I think it's something we all uh, we all struggle with at times, and it's something we can always improve upon. And today's guest is the undisputed king of productivity, discipline, and focus. The guy's a machine. John Lee Dumas is the host of EO Fire, where he interviews today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. I was honored to be a guest on episode 932, just snuck in the top 1,000. And in a little over four years, John has grown eofire.com into a multi-million dollar a year business now with over 1,500 interviews and 1.5 million monthly listens. His latest project is the Mastery Journal, How to Master Productivity, Discipline, and Focus in 100 Days. That's the topic of today's conversation. You can learn more about that book at themasteryjournal.com. Now, longtime listeners of the Side Hustle Show might remember hearing John way back on episode 15. So it's been three and a half years and 199 episodes since then. So I'm excited and really honored to have John back on the program to geek out on how we can squeeze more results out of the 24 hours we're dealt with each day. Notes, links, and a free PDF highlight reel from this conversation with all of John's top tips are at sidehustlenation.com slash John. Surprised that one wasn't taken yet. My top takeaways from this chat with John after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. I know know a lot of things that I'm really bad at and I'm weak at that I've hired people to do because I'm just not strong in these areas. But the few things that I am good at are number one, I win tomorrow today. So what exactly does that mean? It means I don't wake up in the morning and say, okay, what am I going to do today? Let me kind of fiddle around for a while and figure that out and use my brain cells and my bandwidth and my energy to do that. I already know exactly what I'm doing from the minute that I open my eyes up because I win tomorrow today. The night before I sat down and I crafted out what my morning routine is going to be and what my major goals for that day are. So I know, I basically go to sleep and have dreams about it in a good way so that I know when I wake up, I'm off to the races because when you wake up, you have a certain amount of great brain cells, great energy to crush it. So don't waste it trying to figure out what to do. Just basically get that running start and just get moving first thing in the morning. So that's how you win tomorrow today. You write down what you're gonna do and then you execute on that. I found that actually to be a pretty powerful productivity hack. Kind of like, here's my top three priorities for the next day. And it kind of eliminates that guessing game or that kind of ramp up time in the morning. It's like, hey, this is priority number one, or this is what I said was priority number one last night. So, you know, let's get cracking at it. It's the days where I have these bigger picture projects to work on. It's like, do I have enough time to tackle that right now? That becomes a little bit more of a challenge. But tell me about the morning routine like you're living in paradise now are you still up like at five in the morning you know with the birds chirping in your ears 
It's more like six in the morning. You know, I do kind of let myself wake up with the sun most of the time. And, and that's in Puerto Rico down here, pretty consistently around 6 a.m. So I'm opening my eyes up. If I drift too long, then my alarm does go off. But I typically wake up before my alarm. I really have that goal to get eight quality hours of sleep and wake up on my own without the alarm, which I, I truly do love. And then again, I know exactly what I'm doing for my morning routine because I've written it down the night before. So I'm going out. I'm hitting a great trail run out here in Puerto Rico. It's four miles. Two of them are uphill. The next two are downhill. Coming back, doing the shave, the shower thing. And then I'm sitting down and I am meditating for seven minutes. Like I'm getting a great seven-minute meditation, which is really working on breathing. Then I journal for 10 minutes. And now I just got, you know, the rest of my plan, you know, ready for the, for the rest of that day. And then I'm off to that first task that I've put the day before, the night before for that winning tomorrow today. Because something that you mentioned, Nick, that I really love is a lot of people just wake up and they say, okay, like, what am I going to do? And, and they, and they start kind of putting out these fires that might have just cropped up. And what I call that is other people's agenda, OPA, other people's agenda. Because if you wake up without a plan, then what do you do? You try to fill that void. You say, well, what, what should I do? Well, why don't I just open up my email real quick? That's something mm -hmm, to do. Mm -hmm, 100%. <laughs> and I'm an entrepreneur. I like to do things. And what is an email inbox? It is OPA. It is other people's agenda. They are asking you for things. You're putting out their fires. By the way, we all need to do the inbox thing. We all need to do the email thing, but it doesn't have to be the first thing you do in the morning. It can be later in the afternoon when you take some time to jump in your inbox or jump in Facebook or maybe watch a Gary V video on YouTube is kind of a, you know, congratulations for actually crushing your day. But don't do that first thing. Use that juice, that creative mental power that you have for you actually doing some deep thinking, some really creative work that's going to move your business forward. Tell me about this seven-minute meditation practice. Are you using any guided meditation app for that? I do. I use what's called Muse, and the website's choosemuse.com. That's M-U-S-E. And it's actually like a little band that you put around your head, and it kind of flips over, I mean, it kind of like rests over your ear. So it just kind of like sets on your forehead and wraps around. And what it does is you have an app that links up to it, just called the Muse app, and you turn that on. It, it connects via Bluetooth. And then basically the meditation starts and they first measure your brain waves to kind of get that baseline. And then over the next seven minutes or however long you want, because you can put the timer in there, I choose seven minutes, you have this nice little backscape. I, I choose the ocean because I live on the ocean, so I kind of feel like it's fitting. So I use the ocean okay. as a backscape. And then there's this, you know, there's a woman that just kind of comes on. She says, hey, listen, just take the next seven minutes and breathe. So there's no guided meditation throughout it. There's like a little kind of guide at the beginning. And then it's just you in silence minus that ocean for the next seven minutes. And by the way, what's really cool is that when you enter the state of calm, you actually start to hear birds chirping. So it kind of trains your brain to understand what, what it's like for you to be in that calm state of meditation. And then at the end of your meditation time, you get a score. They give you the score back that says, hey, you had 17 birds chirp. You were calm for you know two minutes out of the seven, which is actually really good. You get a score of like 564 points. And then you can match yourself against yourself yesterday, the day before, and really track what you're doing, which is really cool. So it kind of gamifies it a little bit. Gamifies it. I'm competitive. Yeah, this sounds, this is like the, it's kind of expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it's like $300. I had the founder on my show and I was like, you gonna come up with a cheaper version for some, some of my <laughs> listeners? And she's like, we're measuring brain waves, so <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so that's how it's, it's 
figuring out how calm you are, but like actual measuring brain. Like that's kind of fascinating stuff. Yeah. How long have you been doing this meditation practice? It's something I still like. I know I talked to Dan Harris about this. Like I'm still trying to figure out how to make it a consistent habit. I think we have to do a mindset shift because it was a hard practice for me to get down for a while, and I'm still not I'm perfect at it. You know, I probably do four to six days per week, but I, I'm slowly getting more up to that five and six days per week because I'm just kind of doing a mindset shift. Like I don't even personally refer to it as meditation anymore. I just say, hey, it's time for me to do my breathing exercises. And what basically, you know, it's just actually doing deep breathing into your stomach, not your chest. We're such shallow breathers these days and it's not good for us. Like if you look at a baby breathe, their entire belly expands and contracts. And like, that's how we're supposed to breathe. But as we get older, like we just get away from that and we do this stupid little shallow chest breathing. So if you can train yourself to say, hey, I just need to learn how to breathe again. And you use those five, seven, 10 minutes to just really expand your stomach and get the air down there and like really hold it and then release it. It just does wonders for your body with the oxygen, the blood flow and everything. Now, as John is saying this, while we're recording, I'm trying to quietly breathe into my stomach and I'm like, you know what? This actually does feel really good. So if you're driving, if you're walking the dog, if you're at the gym, I encourage you to give this a shot and see how it feels, you know, with or without the fancy brainwave measuring headset. Now, I first heard about stomach breathing as a stress reducer when I was in high school, but it's one of those things you have to remind yourself about and force yourself to do. I mean, it's been, you know, a really long time since I you know, even thought about it. And that's where the value of making it part of your daily routine comes in, perhaps even a daily micro habit like we talked about last week in episode 212. Next up, I asked John about his journaling practice. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. A-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster, and 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors, and what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use it, the better it gets. 
And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I do use my own products. You know, if I have a huge goal, I'm utilizing the Freedom Journal to accomplish that goal in 100 days. So I'm going through that process. Right now, I'm all obsessed with the Mastery Journal because I know how much of a success that's making me on a day-to-day basis actually having that in practice. So I'm going through my Mastery Journal to actually set up my day for success. And that's my 10 minutes of journaling. Wouldn't it be more productive to just start work? Like, hey, I'm blowing 17 minutes between this meditation and this journaling thing. I could have just gotten 17 minutes more work done. Yeah. So to me, I would use this analogy. It'd be like you coming to Puerto Rico, Nick, and visiting me and being like, hey, I'm kind of hungry, John. And I'm like, oh, yeah, go to the restaurant. And just you walking out the door, having no idea where the restaurant is. You're starting right away. Like you're going walking. Like shouldn't you get to the restaurant faster? Like no, because you don't know which way to walk. It could be anywhere. You actually meditating is centering yourself. You actually journaling is actually getting your mindset right for the day. So you take an extra couple minutes to plot out your path to that restaurant, you're going to walk right there in 10 minutes. Otherwise, you're going to be wandering around the woods here for hours having iguanas drop on you from the palm trees. Like It's just going to happen, and it's not going to be good. Let's talk about your favorite acronym, FOCUS. Follow one course until success. How do we know what to focus on, especially when we're starting out? So this is the third skill of the three skills that I really make sure that you master by the end of your 100 days of the Mastery Journal. You will master focus. And you nailed the acronym, follow one course until success. It's putting those blinders on. It's knowing the one thing you have to do. And it's not letting you do anything else until you complete that one task. And guess what? I get it. It's tough because our brain doesn't like to work hard. It's a survival tactic. When your brain's charging hard and working hard and concentrating, it's using up energy. And we use up energy, like we need more food. And what if we can't find food? Like our brain doesn't necessarily know instinctually, innately, that there's food in the fridge. It's like, oh, we need to go kill food. We might not be able to go (laughs) find food. So your brain wants to conserve itself. So you have to trick your brain this way and say, hey, I'm going to set a certain amount of time. And this is within the the Mastery Journal. We get so deep with the Pomodoro method, which is such a great method. I've studied it over the years. I implement it every single day where you have a certain amount of focus time and then a certain amount of refresh time. So you know when you sit down and you start on that task, you're only going to be focusing on that task for X number of minutes. And that tricks your brain to saying, okay, I can do that. I, I, I need an end of time. You know, that's why like when we have, 10 minutes to like do this math test. You know, we get down there, we focus and we just crush through it because we know in 10 minutes we have, we're done. And that's the same thing you can do with the Pomodoro method. And, and Nick, this is something that it takes time to test. For me, over the years, I've come to the conclusion that right now at my stage in the game, a 42 minute focus session followed by an 18 minutes refresh session is where I'm most productive. So I set a 42 minute timer using the Pomodoro method. I focus on one task for those 42 minutes. There's no distractions. Little side note, I use an app called Stay Focused, which blocks everything else on your computer besides what you're doing. You can reset your computer. Sorry, not going to like not gonna work. Like the, it's, it's a real app that locks your computer down for what <laughs> okay. you're doing. It's amazing. And, and then at the end of that 42 minutes, 
I have to get up, you know, stand up, walk around, go do some push-ups, maybe the pull-up bar, maybe grab a snack, maybe just do some deep breathing or, or, you know, jump onto a website real quick and see how the Providence College Friars did in the basketball game last night, which, of course, I know because I watch every single game. But regardless, that is the process. And so maybe for you, Nick, it might be 25 minutes and five minutes of refresh, you know, 25 focus, five refresh. And then you see over time, you add more focus time and you figure out that refresh time and you find that system that works for you and then you just crush it during that session. Yeah, 42 minutes is a very specific number. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'll tell you why. It's because I wanted it to be hour blocks. Like that's just kind of how my brain works. Yeah. And for some reason, I tried to make it 45 and 15, but just to me, some, for some reason, 45 <laughs> those, minutes. Those just, last three minutes. <laughs> it, well, it just sounded too long. Like, and again, you got to trick your brain. Like it just sounds, why do you think people sell stuff for, $97 or, you know, yeah, why does yeah. Walmart do that? They do that because they know it's psychology. So to me, 42 minutes just seems like I can do that. And then, then I'm like, wow, an 18 minute break. Like that seems like a substantial break to me where 15 minutes, I'm like, that's like a short break. It's, it's weird, <laughs> but that's how my mind thinks. So that's how I trick myself and it works. I like it. No, I've been having some success with the Pomodoro method where I'm really cranking away at something, especially kind of like some of the tedious stuff that I used to have to do for the shoe business. Like, okay, I'm going to knock this out for, you know, 25 minutes Then I'm going to reward myself with email or I'm going to reward myself with Facebook or I'm going to, you know, get up and, and like you said, kind of walk around for a little bit or do some kettlebell swings. So I, I like that. That's a good, that's a good method. Now, the question that comes up is, so focus sounds great, but how do we know when to stop focusing? And maybe this is kind of a longer term. This is much longer than 42 minutes, but like, <laughs> look, I've been working on my business I'm not seeing results. I'm not getting clients. I'm not getting any traffic to my website. No one is listening to my podcast, even though I called it the smart passive hustle on fire show. <laughs> like, when do we know when to throw in the towel or, or pivot? So there's a great book by Seth Godin and it's called The Dip. And within that book, a lot of people take away from The Dip this message is that the dip happens. Like all businesses are going to go into this dip, into this valley and you just have to stick with it because you'll come out the other side and you'll see that hockey stick happen for you, whatever that might be. And this is the reality, my friends. The dip is real. It does happen to every business at some way, shape, or form. It's happened to my business. It's happened to every business that I've known. Has it? It seems like everything you touch turns to gold. Well, I mean, let's go. I, everything I talk <laughs> about is stuff that's turned to gold. There's plenty of stuff that has just flopped. And we do. We try to talk about our failures as well. But no, we've, we've experienced the dip. Give me an example of the EO Fire dip. Okay, so the EO Fire dip was I had this great idea for this entire business. It was going to be a service business out of the EO Fire called Pod Platform. That was the name. I actually still own the domain, so sorry, you can't have it. <laughs> but it was this just brand that I thought was going to crush it. I was like, everybody's asking me how to podcast. And then when I tell them, they're like, well, that's too much work. I can't do all of that. I just want to have a podcast. Like, why can't it be easier? So I developed this entire system called Pod Platform. I hired people for it. I brought on more VAs, virtual assistants to staff. I trained them. And I said, listen, Pod Platform is going to be your all-in-one solution. You pay me X number of dollars a month. And I had like different plans, like $197, $397, $597 per month. By the way, this is back in 2013. And you pay me that. You pick your plan. And then my team, all you do is send me the raw file. We'll edit your podcast. We will add the intro and outro. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll make. We'll put it on iTunes. We'll even host it on our own platform. I was going to utilize Libsyn for that. Doesn't do everything for him. Just send me the raw file. And everybody's like, "Oh, that sounds a great idea. That's exactly what I need." 
And then we launched it. Again, team was ready for all of these orders and all these new clients. And we had one person sign up. And I'll tell you, it actually ended up being perfect that one person signed up because if zero had signed up, I actually probably would have tried to reconfigure it and launch again. And I might have been more successful, which would have been bad because the one person that signed up ended up just being that nightmare client. It was just like <laughs> every every um and every ah, you know, had to be removed from their audio. They were just so demanding and they were paying like $197 a month, but treating it like, you know, they were paying $10,000 a month, like they owned all of us. And I was just like, wow, this is not a business that I want to create. And so fortunately, I figured that out with just one client instead of having like 20 people sign up and like having yeah. to do all of this. So that was a good flop. And that was definitely me having to come back, reconfigure what I was doing. And I, that, you know, spurred the idea for a different type of community, which turned into Podcasters Paradise, which was the opposite of Pod Platform. It was a massive success and it was hands off and now has over 3,000 members and done over $4 million in revenue. Wow. But that was an example of us really planning on something big and, and having the exact opposite with Pod Platform. So kind of getting back to the dip though, in general, is that a lot of businesses, they go through and they experience that that dip and then they come out on the other side. So a lot of people just think, you have to go through that dip. But one thing that Seth Godin talks about that a lot of people just don't really remember or really pull out of it is sometimes the only way to get out of a hole is to stop digging. And and he goes into details on that because it is true. Like sometimes you're just doing the wrong thing. So if you are hacking away at it for six months, for a year, for two years, and you're just not seeing any growth, not seeing any traction, you're talking to people and you're asking them why and they're not able to give you any good answers as to why you know these things aren't happening for you, then you need to start to think about a pivot. You need to start to think about adjusting. And nine times out of 10, in my opinion, it's because you haven't nailed your brands and you haven't developed a niche enough niche, meaning you need to get deeper, more specific, get all the way down there and find something that's actually going to resonate with people where they're like, wow, I feel like Nick is speaking exactly to me. Like, like, dude, you nailed your brands. People get it. Like, They know when they look at your show that your show is made for them because they are side hustling. They can't full hustle right now. They're side hustling. And that's the niche. You got to find your niche. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Thanks for sharing the story about pod platform. Yeah. I, I didn't even I didn't even know about that. So that's kind of I'm, I'm <laughs> not happy that it flopped, but like <laughs> we've all had these failures. These all oh. these, all these projects that didn't take off. They didn't kind of go where they wanted to go. At least in in my case, kind of when I know when it's time to throw in the towel is when it's something that isn't fun to work on anymore. Like it's just not how I want to spend my time. So I have a 
an essay called The Journey is the Destination. Because even when you reach your goal, the same question comes up every time. Well, that was great, but now what? And so you've, like, you <laughs> got to enjoy the process along the way too. So email is a constant battle. You called it OPA, Other People's Agenda. We yes. just had an episode called OPA, Other People's Audiences. So this is something oh, different, cool. a different OPA. What kind of tools do you use or what kind of methodology do you use? Because I imagine you get more email than most to stay on top of your inbox and still be active on social media and still get all your stuff done? Well, the best tool that I use by far on my email, which I utilize the Gmail platform. So I'm in Google Apps. So I have, you know, john at eofire.com. So I'm able to have that within the Gmail app is Boomerang. Boomerang is my lifesaver for so many different reasons. I mean, number one, I use Boomerang. So like when somebody emails me, let's just say it's a fan saying, you know, like, I, I love your show, blah, blah, blah. I want to respond to that person, but I don't necessarily want to respond to them right this minute because maybe they just wrote like two hours ago. And I don't want them to think that they can start this inbox texting with me because, you know, oh, I just wrote to John. He got right back to me. Maybe they can keep up the conversation going. So I write a very good response. I thank them. But then I click on Boomerang, send in two days. And boom, it's out of my inbox. And it will deliver that email to them in two days. So they're like, oh, like John got back to me. That's cool. But you know, they don't think that they can just kind of start up this intra-inbox communication. So that's kind of one thing that's cool. Another thing is like, what if I'm emailing somebody and I want to make sure that if they don't follow up with me, I know about it. So I can click on email me back in two days if they don't respond. And so that puts it back to the top of my inbox. Or I can just say, you know, email me back in four days, regardless of if they respond or not, because, you know, I want this to kind of continue to be brought up to my attention until this issue is resolved. And then I'll stop boomeranging it to myself. So those are a few examples of how I use Boomerang literally hundreds of times a day. And I just love it. I mean, it's, it's a tool that I pay, actually, I don't even know, it's something probably close to $100 a year for, but I would probably pay 10x that. Very cool. I'm using a tool called Streak, which I think is free. I don't remember giving them my credit card. It has similar <laughs> functionality to like send later. So I, yes. that's something I use often. And then for like those follow-ups, I use a service called Nudge Mail. So you could say like two day, you know, BCC two days at nudgemail.com. And it'll like ping your inbox back in a couple of days. Like if that per, it'll, it'll ping you regardless if that person followed up. So you have to kind of like keep a mental tag on that. So you got to check out this boomerang thing. I've heard that recommended. I love it. I'm obsessed because it's right there. You know, it's you see the send button in Gmail. It's right below. There's a red button that comes up when you install boomerang that says send later. So it's just so easy to use. It seems like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel bad using it because it's like, why not just send it now? I don't know. But it's like, uh, put it for 12 hours later. <laughs> it starts that inbox texting where people are like, oh, John, I just got his email. He, you know, he's he's right there in the inbox. Like, let's just keep going back and forth. It really yeah. comes back on that. All right, fair enough. And how about the social stuff? Because I see you on Instagram all the time, keeping up on these different platforms. But I don't know. At least I have a <laughs> that's like my go-to time killer is Facebook for sure. Mm. Yeah, we use Meet Edgar, and so that just allows us to really populate a great kind of baseline of tweets or Facebook messages or whatever that might be that's really resonated with people in the past and just kind of keep it on the rotator. And so it's something that allows you to see what works, to load it up and to make it happen, but also give yourself the opportunity for those real live messages that you want to kind of keep you know relevance with your audience. Fair enough. So John, I got a sneak peek at the Mastery Journal. Thank you for sending that over. Yeah. And it looks like there's a big emphasis on tracking. And I imagine this goes back to 
the Peter Drucker thing of what gets measured gets managed. But can you speak to the tracking element and why that's baked in so prominently? So tracking is huge. And I even want to kind of take tracking to the next level, which is what I did with the Mastery Journal and move into self-evaluation. Like you can track yourself, but are you also self-evaluating yourself while you're doing that? So, you know, we kind of mentioned within the, uh, within the Mastery Journal earlier in this episode about how you set up your focus time, you set up your refresh time, and then you crush it during that quote-unquote focus time, whatever that might be that you end up choosing. But then what? What do you do after that? And for me, I realized that, wow, I'm kind of a competitive guy. Like I like to know how many birds have chirped during my meditation session. So I wanted to utilize that within the mastery journal. So after your focus session, you sit down and you actually self-evaluate yourself. What do you give yourself for a productivity score? What do you give yourself for a discipline score? And you do that on all four sessions of your day because the master journal is set up to really have you go through four of those sessions. Four different Pomodoro sessions. Exactly. Okay, okay. I went back and forth on that. Like I initially was going to have six sessions in there, but I just realized through my own self-evaluation of doing this every single day, the six was too much, two wasn't enough, but like four sessions really made me feel like I was getting some legit things accomplished. And again, all these sessions should be under an hour in total. So we're only talking four, quote unquote, really focused sessions throughout that day. And then you're, again, evaluating yourself, giving yourself that productivity score, you're giving yourself that distance score. And don't worry, because I know you guys are like, well, how do I do that? We guide you at the beginning of the Mastery Journal how to grade yourself, how to self-evaluate yourself so that you know how you're performing. You know, one thing, this whole this whole tracking thing is kind of fascinating to me. And actually, my brother, I was really impressed. He had this whole like spreadsheet type of thing built out. Wow. It was like meditation, push-ups, stretching, reading. Like he had all these different things that he was like tracking them. And just like Jerry Seinfeld, don't break the chain. And so that was like, hey, every day I'm just going to put X mark, you know, <laughs> when I'm getting this stuff done. I was like, man, even that is pretty smart. So that's something I need to get better yeah. at for sure. You know, Benjamin Franklin was a guy that was huge on that. You know, obviously this is the days before the internet. So he didn't have all these cooler tools, but he was very, very big on this and writing down different things that he was holding himself accountable for and making sure. I think he actually had 12 guiding principles in life. And every month he went back and gave himself a grade on those 12 principles. And where he was seeing himself come up short, he worked on those for the next month. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think the advantage of the journal and the advantage of my brother's spreadsheet, it was actually a physical piece of paper. He like printed out, stuck right in front of his desk. And so it's like, you couldn't not see it. And so if you're right. staring at that blank box next to pushups, like I better go do them. You know, I don't want to break that chain. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have to steal that one. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned boomerang, you mentioned stay focused, you mentioned this muse headband shockwave dealy thing. Any other productivity tools that Side Hustle Nation should be aware of? Well, big time. And I run my life using schedule once. So I'm just obsessed. And for anybody that's just a calendar scheduler. So there's stuff like acuity scheduling, there's Calendly, which is free and beautiful. When I was looking for a scheduler, there really wasn't that many around. So I just kind of got to know schedule once and I just know that platform incredibly well. So I've stuck with it, even though again, it's not free like Calendly is. So you definitely need to have some kind of, of calendar or scheduler. So you know, when somebody like myself reaches out and says, hey, Nick, can I come on your show? You can be like, yes, and here are the- Yes, here's, here's my schedule once link. <laughs> exactly, that I'm available so that, you know, I'm asking Nick a favor 
So I need to conform to his schedule. Nick needs to really be careful and guard his time, which is valuable, and not just you know let that, again, be other people's agenda. It has to be Nick's agenda. So get a scheduler, utilize it, insist that you know when people are asking you for favors and asking you for stuff, they conform to that. You know, don't have that email banter back and forth trying to figure out like that slot. Yeah, yeah. What time works for you? Yeah. Yeah. Give them the options. That's it. A couple other ones, and you can go back and forth on this if you like. So I love the Text Expander app. Yes. For, actually, it's called Auto Text Expander for Chrome. Like all these keyboard shortcuts that I've made, like based on like common questions that people ask or, you know, common stuff that I find myself typing out over and over again. Absolutely love this. I feel like such a product that you tap, tap, tap. And it's like now it populates like this whole like <laughs> sentence or this whole paragraph. And actually, I probably threw this at you with, hey, you know, come on the show. And so come combine the schedule once link. So if I type MC and then like the little star button, it says like, you know, my calendar is here, you know, gives the link and, you know, let's, let's make it happen. And so that's one that I use all the time. And the other that has really been kind of a brain saver has been LastPass for, for password management. I got both of those, brother. So I'm using those. Um, you know, for me, you only type John at entrepreneuronfire.com so many times <laughs> before you go and figure out a solution to that. So for me, I just FFF, boom, John at entrepreneuronfire.com <laughs> off to the races. And I have hundreds of those, you know, for everything. And, and I love that. And it actually even shows you like, you know, you've saved 58,000 keystrokes like over the last Whoa. two years. Like the, the numbers are insane. And then they even give you like a time, you know, like this would have equated out to like 126 hours of you just like pecking away at the keyboard. <laughs> Something that I use beyond LastPass, by the way, which I use and love is within Gmail. Again, I'll give another tool. I, I really utilize the canned responses because you can just craft really lengthy, detailed emails with links. So if you want to put a link on it, Google can response will save that link. And so that if you want, you can just like, if someone just says, you know, Hey John, I'd love to be on the show and I want them to be on the show. Like I have this thing, this can response called EOF spiel where I just click on it and it just does this long email of what the show's about. Here's the flow. This is the link to book. And it's just a couple clicks for me. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And imagine whatever common questions you get in your business, there's probably an opportunity to do this canned response thing or, yes. you know, text expander thing. Well, very cool, John. Thank you for joining me again on the Side Hustle Show. Again, the Mastery Journal is themasteryjournal.com. How to master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days, something that side hustlers can certainly be about. And of course, you can find John and his awesome podcast at eofire.com. John, let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. You remember what you told us in 2013? I have no idea. Can you remind me? How about you tell me your 2017 tip and then we'll, I'll tell you what you said. <laughs> As you like go and, and, and look for it. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, my friends, by far, if you can master productivity, discipline, and focus, you're going to be off to the races. So Nick and I have been spending this episode giving you some of these great productivity hacks, tips, and tools. But listen, for me, it's always going to come back to the plan. If you are failing to plan, you are planning to fail. That is a real phrase. If you don't execute on that, you're going to fail at achieving the level of success that you know that you're capable of, that you want to be capable of. So make sure that you are planning on a day-to-day -day basis, that you're not getting on other people's agenda, and that you're executing on that meaningful plan. So Nick, you know, it was a blast being on the show. Like you said, we have this awesome Kickstarter campaign going on right now called the Mastery Journal, which you can find out more at themasteryjournal.com so that you can master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days. 
That's right. We win tomorrow today. John's number one tip from 2013 was just start. So uh, really? I like this. I yes. was succinct back then. Yeah, two, two words. Well, you, you expanded on that, but it was, okay. uh, it was like my little text expander that I then went on, on a rant on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Failure to plan is planning to fail. Very good. John, thanks so much, man. And we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Nick. All right, my top takeaways from this call with John. Number one, win tomorrow today. Map out your priorities for the day, the week, the month in advance, and then go execute on them. When you find yourself with a half hour of hustle time, you got to know exactly what you're going to do or else it's going to be lost and gone forever. Takeaway number two was schedule your breaks. I like the Pomodoro method for that reason. It's like there's a little reward at the end of each focus session, and that you know that keeps you going. Plus, it forces you to get up and move around a little bit, which I think is good for you. Takeaway number three was to track your progress, to write it down either in a physical journal like John's, Um, my brother's spreadsheet style printout, or even through the practice of monthly or quarterly progress reports. The reason I think that's important is sometimes it's easy to uh, lose sight of your progress day to day, but when you zoom out uh, for a bit, you can see how far you've come. Be sure to stop by sidehustlenation.com slash John, J-O-H-N, to check out all the links and resources mentioned, plus download the free PDF highlight reel from today's conversation with Mr. EO Fire. That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show, where we're going to hear from a pair of entrepreneurs who built and sold an online course, starting with no audience at all. I'll see you then. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.